Hello everyone. Ever feel like you're stuck in your life? Like you're stuck in your relationship or in your job or well, maybe in your business and you're not going anywhere or as fast as you want to go? John, have you ever feel stuck? Yes. You more do? than once. More than once. More than once. Okay. Well, welcome everyone to our podcast, uh, Speak Brave podcast, where we speak brave, we live brave, and we're not afraid to say it. Whatever's on your mind, we're going to go deep. We're going to expose it, we're going to talk about it, we're going to magnify it, amplify it, and hopefully learn something along the way. Um, I want to reach, thank the audience and thank you for tuning in again and every week. And thank you for the questions you've been sending me and engaging on social media. Continue to do that. Um, you can reach me at on Twitter at Speak Brave. Uh, send your comments there or LinkedIn or Facebook, uh, Speak Brave or Mark Guy, uh, all those public pages. And I'm excited to get into this topic where the if you feel stuck what do you do so john let me ask you a question what are the times that you have been stuck in your life and what did you do to get out i'll use the most recent time that i felt that i was stuck it was that period of time that took place just after i retired from my job okay I that retired. was a couple of years ago, was it? At 2013, the latter part of that okay, year. Okay, okay, yeah. And when I first got out of it, I was enjoying the fact that I was retired and free. However, I also realized that on the fixed income that I was going to be receiving, there would be less flexibility financially. So I said, I'm still a productive and healthy individual with skills, and I need to put those skills to work. My problem was, is I really did not plan in terms of what I wanted to do so that I could lay the right kind of foundation. I didn't start trying to do this until after I was retired. So I think that was my first mistake. The second mistake was that instead of being honest with myself at what I feel comfortable doing and feel I can do best, I tried these schemes. The, mm. and I call them schemes now. Schemes? What does that mean? Well, that, that's kind of a nefarious meaning. It I could mean, does it seem nefarious, and for some people, they're considered schemes, schemes. and schemes may be actually <laughs> a bad choice of words. <laughs> well, okay, well, you know, our words create our reality, and we have to be, be careful with our language. Yeah. So, do tell, do tell. Basically, I was drawn to some income opportunities. Okay, okay. The income opportunities involve some degree of personal investment. And they involve potentials for earnings. The problem is, is that a lot of times these presentations only provide for you what's the big picture to them in terms, this is what you can expect to make in this many months, this many years, and so forth and yes. so on. Yes. And so you find yourself, I'm excited about that. I know I can do that. But then you get into it and you discover there are a lot of hidden costs associated with it. <sighs> a lot it. of hidden costs, So yes. it was putting a lot of money that turned out to be going down basically into a money pit. Wow, And I really? wasn't getting anything back for it. And I didn't do this not just once. I didn't do it just two times. I did it actually three times with three different vehicles. All of them that I felt had legitimacy to them, but they were just not painted as realistically as they needed to be. And this is the thing I'll just say. Don't be afraid to ask the hard questions as you have so often told me to do. Ask Always the hard ask questions. Them. What's the worst that can happen? That you, if you walk away. You and walk that's away. Fine. You walk away. Maybe your ego will be bruised. Yes. Okay. Well, that's why you have friends. You have mm -hmm. loved ones to bring you back to life. And there's the answer that came to my life was yeah. that after going through that process, 
It was then in the beginning of the year 2015, in February, I remember the day like it happened just yesterday, when I sat down at McDonald's with two individuals, one of them being you, Mark. Yes, I remember that day as well. And the other one being Dr. Diane Longstreet. She's amazing. Amazing. Amazing woman. And as we began to talk... The two of you sharing your dreams helped me to reconnect with what my dreams were. I found myself, and I found where I was best suited to be, but I also discovered that nothing about being good enough to do that and being the best at that is something you simply fall into. Everything requires hard work, commitment, and investment of your intellectual capital as well as your financial capital but in having done that and maintained this association both with you as well as with dr longstreet i have gotten out of that rut well i know who i am and i know where i'm going that's what it is that's what it is i always refer to my to the someone someone i really admire and that is tony tony robbins you may think of him what you want but the man has figured it out. He has. And he has figured it out for decades. Um, I've been studying him. I've been studying him as a public speaker, as a writer, as a businessman. And this man knows. He's, he paid the dues. He sowed the seed. He planted the trees. He har- harvested the fruit. That's why I listened to him very closely. One of his, one of his uh, coaching sessions, he said... Um, Success just comes down to basically knowing what you want, knowing who you are, uh, have the strategy, and going after it after it with a massive action. And if it doesn't work, keep changing it until you get it right. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's knowing it. what you want, who you are, going after it, why you want it. You have to know why you want it. The why I want to bring this subject is a lot of times I feel stuck too, John. I do. And, you know. I mean, life is up and down and spirals and cycles. And sometimes you're thinking, what am I doing? Where am I going? This is just so terrible. Um, I have mentioned this before. I'm, I've been married before and uh, divorced. And that was, that was painful. Mm-hmm. That was painful. Um, you know, the sense of betrayal, the sense of breaking relationship. That was a tough time for me. That was a tough time for me. But people who were, were around me said, Mark, there's something about you that how you handle it. And for me now, I see it was optimism. It was optimism because the way I see it, okay, well, you know, I got divorced. Well, it's not the end of the world. No. I mean, I still have my health. I still have my arms and my legs and my eyes. I'm going to make something out of myself. Yes. And that's what I want to reach out to the audience. I mean, maybe there's something like that in your life. Maybe you lost a business. Maybe you lost an opportunity. Yes. Maybe you lost a relationship. It's not the end of the world, I want to tell you. I agree with you. It's not and the end of the world. It is never the end of the it's world. It's not the end of the world. And Would it be also safe to say that we are always going to be a work in progress? Yes, and if we're working, work in progress. And if we're building properly, what we're doing is we're taking the experiences that life has given to us, both sweet and not so sweet, and we have learned to apply them. Uh, who was it that said that failure is not the end of all things? Failure is simply one step out of the way towards 
the success I like that, that you're entitled to. I like that. And I also, was that the inventor of the light bulb? Um, oh, yes. But I don't Thomas think he... Thomas Alva Edison was yeah. a good example of that. Didn't he say that? <laughs> yeah. I didn't fail. I just found the ways not to do it. Oh, mm-hmm. That's wasn't exactly that what, what he, he said. It. He said, it, it's not a failure. It's just uh, one other way how to not to get it right or not to get it right. I, eliminated, do you, do you I eliminated something that was not the right way. That's to right. And he kept going. Um, I also want to bring out to the listeners the book that I've been reading lately. It's, the, it's called The Achievement Habit by Bernard Roth. He's a professor at Stanford University D School, and he's excellent. Yes, that's a book now that I had not been introduced to until yeah. you shared it with me recently. Yeah. And so now it's a book that I think I would enjoy immensely because there's subject matter in there that also relates to the niche that I like to speak about. Well, he, he talks a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. He talks about importance of how you talk to yourself, how you see where you're going. and Self-talk, yeah. Self-talk. And I, I want to point you to the book because you will discover some treasures that you will enjoy for years to come. And what Bernard Roth saying that I have said many times before and many other uh, thinkers and creative uh, visionaries is that willpower is a muscle. Courage is a muscle. Creativity is a muscle. Bernard Roth argues that achievement is a muscle. A muscle. Okay, so <laughs> now we have this... Uh, now we have the, this thought in our leadership, in our thought leadership and psychology that everything is a muscle. If you want to make it happen, work on it. Yeah, I agree. I agree okay. with that. So let's, let's just indulge that and say, okay. okay, achievement is a muscle. Let's go with that. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's you expand, you go from one point in your perspective to larger point in perspective. Okay. So this is going to be kind of like going to uh, calisthenics. Yeah. Uh, okay. What What is calisthenics? Ah, oh, I love that. Whenever tell I do me, that to me. you, my apologies for those of you out there who are English is not your first language. We're a global company. Remember, this is <laughs> broadcasted to the International Space Station to all my friends in Asia, in Australia, yeah. in Europe, and South America. This is the people who are tired of living their life in the back seat. This is This is a podcast. This is a session to speak brave, live brave. Not gonna take it anymore. So go ahead, tell me what is calisthenics. When I was in school, we had gym class, and we would go out and we would have planned exercise, specific things that we would do, whether it was jumping jacks or chin ups or push ups or sit ups or maybe running around the track. They called that calisthenics. Okay. Okay. And calisthenics is what they use for conditioning and strengthening muscles and making you healthier. So we're going to experience some calisthenics today because you're going to show us how to begin to exercise these amazing muscles that we possess. That's right. And I believe everyone has the capacity to change their life. I agree completely. Um, To change their life or at least change the trajectory of Uh, where the life is going. Because at any point in time, you can decide enough is enough. I'm tired of it. I'm fed up. I cannot be in that place anymore. That's why I brought up the divorce, the, the, what happened to me, because it was such a dark place, John. And you stayed sort of down <laughs> for a long time in it? Well, not really. <clears throat> not really, because I thought, you know what? That's it. Uh, I deserve more than this. Uh-huh. I know I deserve more than this. This, is, this event does not define who I am. That's true. It does. I mean, you have to go back and think, okay, uh, why am I here? 
What am I doing? And that's why I want to bring this book, Achievement Habit, because I, I'm aligned. I'm in sync with what Bernard Roth have said. First, I really like his idea that we as people, we assign meanings to events, to mm-hmm. people, to yes, things. And he has the idea that nothing has meaning. You assign a meaning. For example, this, this table has no meaning. Uh, this chair has no meaning. This food has no meaning. This laptop has no meaning. This person has no meaning. Oh, that is going dangerous territory. We assign a meaning. What do you think about that, John? Actually, when you put it that way, that does make sense because it puts the responsibility for how we respond squarely on our shoulders yes. and we have to be accountable. That's right. And that's an exercise I don't want everyone to try. Just Okay, you, you're driving in your car, you're going to the gym, you're going to work, you're going, coming back home from work, and just, okay, as you hold on to the steering wheel, yes. just keep saying, this steering wheel has no meaning, this car has no meaning, this traffic has no meaning, this rain has no meaning, this, I don't know, I mean, what, what, it, this has no meaning, just try this exercise for a few minutes, because this is freeing, it it, it, it frees you. It I'm doing that. It frees you. I'm starting to this do has that. No although, this camera has no meaning. This but I never saw it on that scale. It has no meaning. It just, yeah. I'll give yourself a permission. Give yourself a permission. Just, you see, I like playing games, John. I, I'm, I'm a big gamer. You are a good game player. Well, I'm a game player in life. I mean, I create games out of the reality mm-hmm. that around me because for me, games allow me to perform better. Perform better no matter area in life. So it's just a game. Life is a game. So tell yourself, this situation, this chair has no meaning, this cloth has no meaning, this popcorn has no meaning, this coffee has no meaning. Once you create this glimmer, this glimmer of an idea that nothing has a meaning unless we assign to it, mm-hmm. it, it will be one of the levers that will help you get unstuck. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That is an yeah. empowering thought, and that yeah. actually... It gives me a sense of release. Yes, there's we no meaning. S- we sweat too many details. Yes, tell me. Tell me more about it. Well, I mean, imagine yourself, and I can do this because I usually am the one that drives the car. Yes. There's lots of reasons why I do it, but it has meaning for me in that I feel comfortable when I'm in control of that vehicle. And I have an idea, purpose, a direction, a plan, and a map scheduled in my mind of what yeah, I'm going to do. That's understandable. Yeah, and my wife is yeah. perfectly fine with yeah. that. Yeah. Now, here's the problem. And spouses can speak to this. My wife is extraordinarily... <laughs> I don't know what it is. She's a bit nagging when it comes to the way other people drive. Okay. And well, that's so understandable. As, so as they're driving, she's always concerned for my welfare as a driver and naturally for hers if something unexpected should happen. And so she'll point things out and I will tell her, I'm already completely aware of that fact because I'm in this position here in the cockpit as the driver. I have access to the mirrors. I can see what's coming from behind me. I can see what's beside me. I can see what's ahead of me. And most importantly of all, that particular situation is a small matter. It has no meaning whatsoever because there are bigger issues in life to deal with. No, That's it. That's the key point. It has no meaning. It's just a... You see, it's very hard, I think, once you're stuck in a mindset that you have been for years. And that's okay. I mean... There's security. There's security in doing things the way you know. It's part of your self-identity. Mm-hmm. Part of so your self-identity as a husband. Maybe in setting your ways. Setting your ways, yes. Mm-hmm. There is comfort and security 
in in go in doing things you always have done yeah. but at the same time if you just allow that glimmer that that spark just to help you because i know everyone gets stuck everyone gets stuck i don't care who you are where you come from you get stuck okay and the more tools you have at your disposal in your toolbox the better off you'll be and that's what i'm and thank you for sharing that story so i want to bring back to the toolbox and what okay nothing has a meaning in this life unless the meaning that we give it to Mm -hmm. okay and when you feel stuck i want you to think about three questions three questions okay find a buddy find a uh, a partner a friend or just talk to yourself or somebody on the phone or record yourself that's a great idea record yourself on 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 audio and then listen to your responses yes that will give you a start first of all you about your voice where you're going and how you sound, but it also will start this introspective in your mind. So, okay. Um, the number one question is, who am I? Who am I? Have you ever, uh, who are you, John? If you have to think about it, who are you? Who am I? I would actually have to think about it. Okay. Well, we just go through our life yeah. and we know our name and we know our background, and we know our education, and we probably have some idea of what we want to do with our life. But really, I don't think I've ever spent much time thinking about who I am until recently when I began to place an identity upon myself that was consistent with where I wanted to go in my life. So for me now... Who am I is really all about the direction that I'm going. And I established that I am a million-dollar speaker. A million-dollar speaker. Now, somebody would say, that's laughable. You don't make a million dollars. That's not the point. The point is, if I don't believe that I am capable of making a million dollars and should make a million dollars because... I believe I'm just that good, then I am denying myself the truth of who I am. And the first person I have to be honest with is me. That's right. One of the greatest revelations I received uh, in the last year, I was listening to a speaker, and she said one of the two most powerful words in English language are I am. Yes. I am. Mm-hmm. So when this question is who am I is 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 central. It's question number one. You start yourself asking questions like who am I, and that is create will create a cascade of thoughts. They'll pack, they'll push you through to the next level of performance. It's kind of and, self-perpetuating. Yes, that's right. So that's the start. Now the second question is what do I want? So John. Let's continue. What do you want? So first you said, who am I? You answered that, that you started that and record yourself. So then you can listen to it and you can show it to others, which, you know, we're all going to have some laugh about it. But if you feel uh, a little bit self-conscious, that's fine. Just start by yourself. So the second question, what do I want? What do you want, John? I want to be out there every day, either communicating with people, having people buy a book, or having people sign me up to come and speak at their organizations, their conferences, their workshops. Mm-hmm. I want them 
to receive a gift that I feel I have that's worth giving. Okay. Wow. That is awesome. You now can vocalize what you want. You want to give a gift to help people, right? And then based w- and that's mixed with the skills and experiences that you have. And I have found the thing that I feel I can do it best with. Yes, you can. All right. Now we have the question, who am I? What do I want? Question number three. What is your purpose, John? To live, my, to live my life fully and to help others live their lives fully. Okay. And, but I want you to think about this. This is not just some simple question, what is the purpose? This has a deep meaning. Very what much. is your purpose? Because your purpose drives everything you do. You're driving in your car. You have a purpose. You go into this meeting. You have a purpose. You are volunteering at church. That's a purpose. That's a purpose. So everything you do has a purpose. So when you feel stuck, think about it this way. Nothing has a meaning unless you assign to it. Mm-hmm. I know you may be in a, in a depth of your darkness. And I honor that. At the same time, nothing has a meaning unless you assign to it. Mm-hmm. So I want you to think in the back of your mind that this is a tool. When you're ready, come out of your darkness or whatever that you experience. Yes. You have this tool at your disposal. Nothing has a meaning unless you assign to it. Now, three questions. Who am I? What do I want? What is your purpose? Write them down and start asking yourself. Start asking others. Have a have a party or at least a coffee break. I don't know, whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm a coffee drinker and you know enthusiast and probably will be into I'm a coffee enthusiast too. So you and I do have parties when we sit and drink coffee. Yes, that we do. I also want you to think about this way. Um, in this book, Achievement Habit, and I got to bring this up, uh, Mr. Roth, he... He describes an interesting example. For example, let's say you're in a meeting and I don't know, at work or some kind of volunteer organization, and the meeting is so boring. My gosh, it is so boring. You don't know what to do with yourself. What do you do? Daydream. Daydream, okay, that's one way. Okay, fine. I respect that. I honor it. What he says, the author of Mr. Roth, is said, okay, you know the meeting is boring. So play a game with yourself. Tell yourself, this is the most boring meeting in the world. It is actually exciting. I mean, I actually have. So you turn your situation in a completely different light. You push it so far that it becomes the opposite of what you think. You reframe it in your mind. This meeting could not get any more boring. It is so boring. It is the most exciting meeting in the world. (laughs) That is the frame of mind. What do you think about that? Well, okay. I suppose, like you said, it has to do with the meaning that you assign to it. You know that there's nothing in it that you can possibly find redeeming. But on the other hand, has there ever been a meeting more boring than this one? Never. So now... You are actually arriving at a milestone event. Ladies and gentlemen, I have experienced the most boring meeting possible, and I have written it down on the calendar of my mind. I will never forget it. So if there's a meeting that comes up later, I can say I want to thank you for the fact that your meeting was good because I know what it's like to be in the worst meeting on planet Earth. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. This is the worst meeting in my life. So it actually becomes the opposite. It's funny because it's a little mirthful too. I like it. Okay. Now let's, let's go another example. Okay. Okay. For example, 
I feel depressed. Oh, oh my There's gosh. that long sigh. I was okay. wondering what that was for. And then I'm thinking, I just feel so depressed. I mean, this is so depressing. This, this strain that we've been getting, this people on my nerves. I just feel depressed. Okay, now you know how you feel. Good. But push it. Push it until the end and see what comes out on the other end. You know what? I'm actually thankful I'm having this depression. I mean, <laughs> well, this is this is just a, a thought approach. Just think about Just stay with me for a moment. I'm with you on it. I am. I am so depressed right now that it's actually amazing. I'm actually thankful I'm having these depressed feelings because in the future I can talk about it. I can push it. Thank you. Thank you, universe. Thank you for bringing me to this place that I can actually experience this depression. I can come out of it and actually talk about it. This is the mindset. You reframe, you revalue, you reevaluate where you are. Yes. And you, and, and, it, and you push it until it becomes the opposite of what you're experiencing. That's the juice. You push it until it becomes the opposite. And that's how you reframe your mindset. And that's how you become unstuck. You create a game. You create a game in your mind, whatever helps, whatever triggers your help, and that's how it keeps going. I did that with grieving. Okay. Tell My me, father passed me. away June 29th of 2010. 2010 was a tough year. Yeah. Took me a long time to come out of the funk that I was in. Call it, I call it a funk, you can call it depression, whatever. The grieving process was difficult, but there arrived a point in my life where I realized the grieving process would help me to be able to help other people. Yes. Because understanding and having a sense of what grief feels like at its deepest of sorrow puts you in the unique position to provide empathetic understanding, encouragement, and even quiet companionship with someone who is walking the same road. I know it sounds a bit deep, but it makes complete sense. Nobody really knows till they walk in your shoes. And you really don't know until you walk in their shoes. So yes, that's putting a spin on it that gives you hope and gives you a chance to help other people. That's right. If, if there's anything that you have gleaned or gathered from this podcast and i we try to make sure that Mm -hmm. it's real yes and it's based on books and what we talk about in the social sciences and stories so i would like to ask all audience members to reach out continue to reach out and bring forth the issues and challenges in your life because this podcast is for you and this is where for all those people where you feel like, uh, you know what, this is this 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 topic is too taboo. No, no, no. You know what, this is I'm not comfortable talking about it. That's fine. If you don't feel comfortable, let me know. Let us know, and we'll talk about it. You can live vicariously through us. That's a good idea. And hopefully, we'll help you get you to the next next point in your life. If you feel stuck, reach out. Tell us, what are you stuck about? What is one problem that's holding you back? Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's some, your health. Something that you want to address. You can reach out to me at Twitter, at Speak Brave, Omar Guy. And Facebook, Speak Brave, Omar Guy, a public figure. Or my website, omarguy.com. Send me an email. 
write, write me a note, call me, whatever, and we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll make and produce a podcast based on your most painful, mm-hmm. on, on the problems that you experience. Because you, the way I see life is nobody can do life alone. We're in it together. And if I have experienced, we'll reach out to experts and we'll make it happen. Yes. So thank you for listening. Thank I you. hope you get unstuck whatever it is that you you experience right now and I'll see you next time thank you